An editorial just published on the BMJ.com talks about vaginal seeding of infants born by caesarean section um, and raises some concerns about the practice. Joining me in the studio now is the author of that uh, editorial, Aubrey Cunnington, who's a paediatrician who specialises in infectious disease, to just talk a little bit more about what vaginal seeding is and, um, and how it came about. So, Aubrey, first start, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. What is it? Well, I didn't know anything about this until about last summer, uh, 2015, um, when one of my neonatal uh, consultant colleagues mentioned to me that uh, she had been involved in a case with a mother who had asked for vaginal seeding to be done of her baby after it had been born by a caesarean section. Um, so that prompted me to ask exactly the same questions, actually, and to go away and look at this. It's a process where the vaginal fluid um, is taken on a gauze swab um, and applied to the baby, usually starting uh, with the baby's mouth and then over the face and the rest of the body. Um, and this is done for babies who've been born by caesarean section. So they haven't been born through the normal route, through the birth canal. Mm -hmm. um, and so they haven't been exposed to the vaginal fluid. The rationale behind it is that the vaginal fluid contains a huge number of different bacteria and many of these bacteria may be beneficial to the health of the baby in the immediate period after birth and in the longer term. So what are some of those long-term claims that are being made? So we know that uh, birth by uh, caesarean section is associated epidemiologically with slightly higher risks of a number of diseases, mostly non-communicable diseases and mostly in later life, but things like obesity, asthma, some diseases that have an immune basis. Um, and those findings are relatively consistent and it, based on large numbers of subjects that have been studied. And we also know that those some of those diseases are associated with differences in the microbiota between individuals. So it's very much still a hypothesis, but the idea is that the microbiota may be responsible for this increased susceptibility to those diseases. And we know that the microbiota is very different between babies that are born by caesarean section and babies that are born by vaginal delivery from very, very early on in life and might be the factor that's predisposing. So the hope is that if you could make a baby born by caesarean section have a microbiota that was more like that of a baby that was born vaginally, then you might be able to ameliorate some of those risks of the non-communicable diseases in the future. There's some big claims or possibilities anyway. Um, is there any evidence to suggest that this might actually work? Uh, so the short answer to that is is no. Um, but the I suppose the slightly more thoughtful answer to it is that it certainly could be. It's not a bad idea to think that it might be of benefit. But at present, we have absolutely no evidence to prove that it is. I think there is a lot of hope and along with that, quite a lot of hype about the potential role of the microbiota and how we may be able to change the microbiota, this, these bacterial communities, in order to achieve health benefits. Um, and 
there is a huge amount of research going on at the moment looking at this, but often at quite a basic level in animal models, for example. And for the most part, we don't have much evidence that we can actually manipulate this therapeutically in humans. Fortunately, there is some research which is going to lay the foundations going forwards with this, um, going on looking at, for example, whether vaginal seeding does manage to change the communities of bacteria that are living on and in uh, a baby. But that's still a long, long way from showing that it has any health benefits in the long term. Absolutely. Um, now, you've mentioned the hope there a bit. Um, and... Uh... You heard of this once uh, a few years ago. Has it become more popular since then? Where is this sort of idea being propagated? Um, yes, yeah, so I, I I heard of it just in my routine clinical practice. Um, then I thought this doesn't sound like it's a necessarily safe practice. So I asked a bit more around. Um, we asked all of our colleagues who were in, practicing in neonatology and our obstetric colleagues um, and most people had come across this in their practice, um, had been involved with one or more cases and didn't really have a great understanding of where it was coming from either. So when we went back and sort of started looking, obviously um, just trawling the internet, first of all, there were quite a few reports which had um, come out of the sort of more lay media, so articles in um, major newspapers in the UK and um, in Australia as well, talking about it. And a lot of interest on um, sort of social media sites and chat groups, particularly for for pregnant women, talking about um, options around the, the time of birth. Um, and so it seemed that there, there was quite a, a lot of interest that hadn't really um, brought with it an engagement from the medical profession to think about whether this was necessarily the right thing to to do. Of course. Um, now, you mentioned in your editorial that you did have some concerns about about the safety of it. So could you take us through what you worried about and what you're doing in your uh, practice? Yes. So um, we know that babies can acquire a number of different infections at the time that they're they're born and one of the problems is that um, the organisms that can cause these infections can be completely asymptomatic in the mother or even just carried by the mother they're not really an infection in the mother at all and a good example of that would be group b strep um, and a baby who is born by an elective cesarean section where they haven't been exposed to the maternal vaginal fluid or any of these organisms actually would be much less likely to to acquire these types of infection. Um, now that's not to say we should just do cesarean sections for the sake of protecting them because the risks overall are quite low. Um, but we have to assume that if those types of infection can be acquired by normal passage through the birth canal, they could also be acquired um, if you transfer vaginal fluid on a swab onto onto the baby and I suppose our, our anxiety is simply that if we've got um, a procedure which has no proven benefit and even if it carries a small risk of harm we can't really justify that small risk of harm however the other side of the argument which many mothers may make is that 
if they'd had the choice of delivering their baby vaginally, they would have chosen that along with the attendant very small risk of those types of yeah. infection. And so it creates a bit of an ethical dilemma for healthcare professionals because they shouldn't be expected to do something that may cause harm when they know for sh when they have a fairly good reason to believe it's not beneficial. On the other hand, um, I don't necessarily believe we should take away the choice of mothers to to do this themselves if they if they wanted to, as long as they're informed about the fact that a we know that we don't know that there's any benefit from it, and b there is a potential risk there. But presumably, no more risk than giving birth vaginally would have done absolutely. in the first place. Yeah. Absolutely. However, that might impact on the assessment that a health professional makes. Um, a baby who's been born by an elective cesarean section, um, if they're, they've got subtle signs that they're unwell, they, they might think they're at lower risk of having sepsis and their actions may be changed if they knew that the baby had received vaginal seeding. So I, I think it's a fairly, actually a fairly subtle point, but it's important that um, parents who decide to do this are aware that there may be some risk and that if they seek advice from a health professional about their baby um, because they're unwell, they should make sure that they communicate that they did do vaginal seeding if they did. Absolutely. Um, great. Well, uh, you've been listening to Aubrey Cunnington talk about vaginal seeding and his editorial uh, is now available on thebmj.com.